0: So the difference is that the uh, standard serverless function runs on a given region, and the edge functions they, they run on the edges and the edges are way more than the regions that means that we okay can, we can have a uh, uh, edge here in in Sofia, in Bulgaria okay uh, and we don't uh, and don't really need to call the Frankfurt edge every the Frankfurt region every time we do a request.
1: okay so going back to the example with a uh, function deployed in Frankfurt and caching on the edge uh, calling from Singapore, if this function is deployed on their edge network and its edge function, yeah. not just serverless function, mm-hmm. then calling from Singapore will also hit, will execute the function at some place that's closer to Singapore than Frankfurt.
0: Close as possible.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Hello everyone, welcome back to HackCast, this is season 2, episode number 4. It's once again me, Rado, and me, Ivo, and this time we have Teddy and Iveta behind the cameras. You cannot see them, but uh, perhaps we will edit them in the final final cut. Uh, We're again here in our studio at the Hacksoft office, and today we're going to follow up from uh, last episode's topic, which was Next.js, and today for episode number 4 we're going to talk about Vercel. Uh, because Next.js is usually paired with Vercel and it's a good idea to know what Vercel gives you and how Vercel enriches Next.js and the features provided by by Next.js. So uh, the topics that we're going to cover are uh, what Vercel brings to the table, how it enriches Next.js, and perhaps some rough edges from our our experience because we're using uh, Vercel and Next.js quite a lot.
0: Yes. And
1: as you can see, we did a full circle and we're back with phones after doing phones, uh, laptops, and tablets. So perhaps next time it's laptops.
0: I think next time I'm going to be the server. A server? Yeah, with a full-blown monitor.
1: All right. I, I want to see that. <laughs> it's promised. So yeah, it we, we need to do a full a monitoring server. All right. Hackcast. All right. <laughs> next time. I promise. Okay. Uh, okay. So let's start. Let's start with uh, what Vercel is. All right. What,
0: um, what what they uh what do they type in their website? So yeah, what, that's, is, this what is the title is, of the this page?
1: is always this is always a uh, like a good exercise to do. If you open Vercel, it says the native Next.js platform. Okay. Which by itself does not give you that much of an information except that it's something that you need for uh, perhaps hosting your Next.js. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think we we need to uh, separate uh separate it in two parts. First, talk about Vercel, Outside the context of Next.js, and then bring Next.js in the context and see um, how the features of Vercel interact with the features of Next.js. Yes. Okay. And, and this will paint a, a better picture. Okay. So, so it is safe yep.
0: to say that Vercel is a, a platform as a service. You can use it with Next.js, but you can use it as for for for, for other frameworks.
1: Yes. So Vercel, I think they support Nuxt, which mm-hmm. is the next version. Ne- the next equivalent for Vue, uh, they support something called Svelte or Svetle, or I'm never, sh- I've already <laughs> right. <I don't> <laughs> read the the thing right, and they they you can uh, like standard React from Create React App, for mm-hmm. example, mm-hmm. you can host there. So they are kind of a platform as a service because it's a really zero configuration. You can deploy something really fast, straight out straight out of the box, but. The interesting part is that for me, Vercel is like a combination of, of various, for example, AWS services like Lambda and CloudFront and a few other services combined together.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And if we start really simple, Vercel gives you the ability to run serverless functions. So care to explain what serverless
0: functions mean? <laughs> so Vercel gives you the ability to run pieces of code uh, on, on, different, on different languages in a uh, uh, serverless environment using the yes. uh, AWS Lambda uh, concept, uh, which... Uh, uh,
1: it's not running on Lambda, but it's pretty much like Lambda, I yes.
0: think. I don't know what the implementation is, yeah. but it seems like uh, the, the, the exact behavior of AWS Lambda. Yes. With some kind of router that gets the uh, request the HTTP request and uh, triggers uh, uh, Lambda in order to execute Exactly. So
1: yeah, you can, whatever you can do with AWS Lambda, where you can uh, say uh, uh, on this particular path, execute this particular function, you can do the same thing with Vercel. And usually the examples that they give outside of Next.js uh, context is with Node Yeah. But I, I think you can run Python and you can run some, some other things. Uh, I'm not really sure.
0: I'm not really sure too.
1: Yeah, but the main idea is that you can use, uh, you can run serverless functions with Node. Yes, basically deploy an Express app and run it in a serverless environment. Absolutely, just like AWS Lambda. Uh, it's it's kind of the same thing. And it's important to to state here that. If you are going to use Vercel for running serverless functions, you need to uh, run them in a specific region. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, care to explain what this concept is? It's pretty much
0: the same as, it, as with Lambda, but... Yeah, so, so you need to pick a region, an AWS region, that is uh, the, the physical place where all these Lambdas are actually running. Yep. You can pick from, uh, I think, all the AWS regions uh, in the Vercel settings menu. Or? No, no, not, not, as all. Not, not all
1: of them. So Vercel, I think they're not running on AWS, but rather they have implemented their own compute, serverless compute platform right. like AWS Lambda. Okay. And in AWS Lambda, you can pick from AWS regions, while in Vercel, you can pick from Vercel regions. Okay. So there's okay. there's not no, no, no cross match between the two. It's a different cloud computing platform, but it has similarities in the interface and in the usage.
0: Okay, so you can pick from many different regions.
1: Yes, and you can run the multi-region, but this is in their enterprise plan, which we'll talk about later. Later, yeah. So so basically, and the, the main idea of serverless is basically I have a piece of code and I just want to Throw it at an infrastructure, and that's it. I don't want to deal with provisioning, deploying, scaling. Scaling. Yeah, because the serverless functions they have uh, the thing called auto scaling. Mm-hmm. You you deploy them to a region, and then they scale with the traffic. Yeah, you don't have to deal with this.
0: So, so so, this to me is the uh, main selling point because, you know, setting up a server, yeah, it is, it is something that you don't want to do because it mm. takes time and it's time consuming. But, but dealing with autoscaling is what makes the, the uh, Lambdas shine to me. Because yep. if you have 10, 10 uh, requests coming at the same time, it's just going to spin 10, 10 functions and handle all the requests simultaneously. Yeah which is great for scalability and not great for your database level if you, if, if, yeah. if you have such. But yeah, let's talk about this later. Yeah,
1: we'll will perhaps talk about this uh, on a different episode. So Vercel, the very first thing that they offer you are cloud functions, much like AWS Lambda, where you can run, for example, a nodes application on the Vercel network and pick a region. Yeah. On top of that, they have something that's called the Vercel Edge Network, which is pretty much a CDN network
0: mm-hmm.
1: like CloudFront. Like this is the equivalent, uh, the equivalent in AWS would be CloudFront. Absolutely. And their Vercel Edge Network being a CDN, uh, like the feature that they give you out of the box is that you can distribute static assets uh, all around the world globally. And when you access those static assets, or data, mm-hmm. you will access them closer to you. That's yeah. the general concept of a CDN. Mm-hmm.
0: That allows us to host single page uh, single page applications on Vercel or any oh, kind so, of static asset.
1: Or, or, or any kind of static asset. Yeah. yeah, single page applications can be viewed as a static asset. Yeah, they are. They are. Uh, and you can you can host them on Vercel. And then if if we if we had just those two, yeah, they're good features. But then what Vercel are doing is they say the following thing. Now on our Vercel Edge Network, you can leverage caching Mm -hmm. from from various outputs. And if you cache something, you're going to cache it to the uh, Vercel Edge Network. For example, you can deploy a cloud function, a serverless function running node, and this serverless function can leverage the Vercel Edge Network and cache responses, cache on the edge and cache on the edge. So for example, you deploy the functions in Frankfurt mm-hmm. and you make the request from Singapore. Yeah. So the first time you're going to hit Frankfurt, and if the response is cached, then the second time you're going to hit the Vercel edge network rather than the actual function uh, that's deployed right now in Frankfurt. Yes. And they also have, which I think is pretty cool, their edge network supports the swr which is a stale while revalidating,
0: revalidating, revalidating?
1: yeah yeah something like this uh this cache strategy which is pretty pretty nice yeah they support it out of the
0: box mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so so the whole idea of caching things on the on the edge and having this ability to write some some logic on what is going to be cached when how often it's going to be revalidated is is, is huge in terms of performance yes exactly uh so, okay, we have serverless functions, edge network, and the
1: ability to cache on the edge network. Yes. And the next thing that they provide as a cloud computing platform are the so-called edge functions.
0: Which which is executing pieces of logic on the actual edges.
1: So what's the difference, if you have to explain, what's the difference between a standard serverless function and an edge function?
0: Okay, So 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 the difference is that the uh, standard serverless function runs on a given region and the edge functions they they run on the edges and the edges are way more than the regions that means that we okay. can, we can have uh, uh edge here in, in sofia in bulgaria okay. uh, and we don't uh, and don't really need to call the frankfurt edge every, the frankfurt region every time we do a request
1: okay so going back to the example with a uh, function deployed in frankfurt and caching on the edge uh, calling from singapore if this function is deployed on their edge network and its edge function, yeah. not just serverless function, mm-hmm. then calling from Singapore will also hit, will execute the function at some place that's closer to Singapore than Frankfurt.
0: Close as possible, yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, which is leveraging their edge network. So basically their key selling point for me is the existence of Vercel Edge Network and how they intertwined their other features with it. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. can cache there, you can use it as a CDN, and you can use it as a uh, edge computing uh, platform. Yeah. Pretty much like if we have to give uh, equivalent in AWS, this would be running Lambda at edge. Yes, this is the equivalent in AWS. Mm-hmm. All right. And what else? Let me check my notes. Yeah, and basically edge functions, you don't have to deal with regions because they distribute it to their edge network. Uh, and all of this supports auto scaling, which is the, basically the serverless paradigm. You don't have to deal with scaling.
0: Yeah. Which to me is, I think this is the uh, key selling point to me because yeah. you don't have to deal with scaling on this layer. Uh, if you're using, uh, let's say, uh, uh, Next.js for, for, for doing the rendering on yeah. some kind of server side, you don't need to worry about scaling the layer of doing the renders because it auto scales with the uh, serverless architecture. Exactly.
1: And all of this that we just that we just discussed is the Vercel platform on its own. Yeah. There's like we we haven't mentioned Next.js at all because you can use Vercel without Next.js just as a serverless computing platform. Yes. And where it shines for me is that they have those features and then they take ne- then they take Next.js and they enhance the features of
0: Next.js with the features of their platform. And they work really well together.
1: And they work, they they are like built. Meant to be together. Meant to be together, yeah. (laughs) And the very first thing is that uh, Next.js, you have server-side rendering. Yeah. Which is like a a standard backend. We we talked about this in the last episode. And if you deploy Next on Vercel, the server-side rendering will
0: automatically be deployed as a serverless function. Yes. Which is great. Which yeah. is scaling the whole layer that is doing the, the renders. Yeah. The, the place where, on the backend, where the React code is actually executed, yeah. now is scaled globally, and you don't need to care about... N- not yet globally. Okay, um, not globally. Not but yet globally. But, but it's scaled, and you don't need to... Worry about provisioning more servers, downscaling, downscaling, upscaling, whatever it, I mean it it is there out of the box, yes. So all the backend capabilities of uh, next are deployed
1: on the infrastructure of cell. So yes, server-side rendering is deployed to a standard serverless function, and you have the ability to deploy it on the edge. Yes, I think uh, it's still in in beta. it's in beta, yeah yeah, but you, you can you can actually do this mm-hmm. API routes because Next.js supports this. Yes, again, they
0: run in lambdas. On on the serverless functions, and also you can deploy them on the edge. On the edge. As edge functions. Yeah. I think there there are some limitations if you want to use the edge functions. So you need to know the trade-offs and take proper decisions. The runtime is
1: different. The runtime is different Mm -hmm. and it has some limitations, but you can deploy your Next.js application with API routes globally. If you go with the edge yes. functions, mm-hmm. this is what, what, when, you, when you get out of the box global deployment. Then we have static assets because JavaScript and single page applications, they, have, they are static assets. They are
0: alongside with all the CSS and the images inside the, and the static images inside the application. They are static assets. They, they change on every deploy or almost every deploy, but they don't yep. change until you deploy something new. Exactly. So, so that's why they're static, and they need to be distributed all over the world in order for people to download them as fast as possible. Exactly. And static assets coming from Next.js are
1: handled by the Vercel Edge Network, yes. which is their CDN, which is great because out of the box, again, you have global distribution of your static assets. Yeah. And if we make one step further from static assets, we have static pages, the SSG, the static site generation. Mm-hmm. So Next gives you the ability to decide page by page if you're going to have uh, server-side rendering or static-side generation. And the pages that are statically generated at build time, they go to the CDN.
0: They go to the Vercel Edge Network. Exactly. Because yes. they are just a static HTML page that is generated throughout the build process. And, exactly. And it is static. Until the next deploy, it's, not going, it's probably not going to change. So it is just an HTML file cached somewhere in the uh, whole network.
1: Yeah, and it, it, this is this is extremely powerful because you can have static sites uh, deployed globally, like with two clicks. Yeah, right yeah. out of the box. Mm-hmm. And then one step further from SSG is
0: the ISR, the incremental static revalidation. Yeah, which is again static revalidation, which static means, revalidation, which means yeah. that at the end of the day you get a static page, which again is cached on the uh, edges. And you, you have the infrastructure to revalidate, to do the calculations again and recache again. Yeah. And this is extremely powerful coming from Vercel. You don't need to, to do any additional configuration. You just need to mark this page, this current page of your uh, platform that is, increment, that, that is using incremental static revalidation.
1: Yeah, uh, exact, exactly. Because I can have a statically generated page and just add like a simple config and say revalidate every uh, two hours. Mm-hmm. And then this is handled by Vercel. Yes is going to revalidate it Mm -hmm. and is going to have a fresh version every two hours.
0: Mm -hmm. And you don't need to do anything on the platform itself. You just need to fine tune some things in your code base.
1: Exactly. And this is, is for me, the uh, uh, coupling and uh, connection between Next.js and the infrastructure that implements Next.js. Yes. And on top of that, if I want to do revalidation based on certain events, then I can just expose an API route, is Mm -hmm. going to be hosted on Next. Mm -hmm. And this API route can trigger revalidation for specific paths. Yes. And again, I don't need to deploy, redeploy, and uh, I'm going to revalidate my static pages uh, just like that.
0: And again, this is something in your code base. You don't need to deal with any kind of server configuration, platform configuration, or whatever. Exactly. This is something that is in, in Git. Exactly. And this is
1: like something that Next gives you
0: the framework, but Vercel
1: implements as infrastructure. Yes. they it's, for me, it's an interesting concept because it goes framework in code and infrastructure, they go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. They're like implemented for each other. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's extremely powerful again. Uh, so Next has this concept concept of middlewares, mm-hmm. which like is a standard middleware for a, for a web framework. Mm-hmm. And middleware, since it's also a piece of code, You can run this on the edge. Yes. On a serverless function. Yes, they are extremely extremely
0: helpful for things like authentication and uh, all all small bits of logic that you need to plug on every request, and they get executed on the uh, edges. Exactly. Yeah. And we have image and font optimization, which is which is again great thing out of the box. I mean, if in, in in most of the frameworks, you need to deal with handling images, resizing them, shipping them the best possible quality and the best possible size for every place you use them. And if you're not serverless, then you are dealing with some problems. Okay, what about if a lot of the t- the images change, then they need to get resized on the fly. And if I'm not using any kind of serverless infrastructure, if I rely on a single server, it may be, too big of a job for the single server so they are leveraging the uh, uh cl- the cloud functions in order to do the image resizing on the fly and then caching the output of this image re- image process and it's working with, with 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 zero configuration
1: yeah out of the box again mm-hmm. on their infrastructure mm-hmm. and i think the, the the last thing that i added and it's still in kind of beta slash experimental phase are the react server component support and the streaming yes. support which is coming and is going to be like supported out of the box once next is ready with this versus they're also going to be ready mm-hmm. because again, we need to say um, the folks behind Vercel are the folks behind next same people, same people. Oh yeah. And it makes sense. Uh, so this is also coming and this is going to be again, extremely powerful because you can leverage your Server components on per page basis, mm-hmm. whenever, whatever you need them. Mm-hmm. And in order to, like recap all of this, we have a cloud computing platform which plays very well with without the need for additional configuration with the features coming out of Next.js. And this is extremely powerful.
0: Yes, it is absolutely zero configuration in terms of you just give your GitHub URL and Versailles saying, Oh, this is an Next.js project, I know how to host this. Let's just click confirm and you're going to be ready. And on top of that, you get a bunch of other nice features that are making your life easier. Like let's say a uh, build process because next because Vercel is taking care of the build itself in order to build the project and, and deploy it it is taking care for for things like uh, let's say domains you can easily configure your uh, domain without without all the hustle of uh um, doing it yourself in some kind of uh, Aws environment and they so.
1: handle i think you you can explain this better than me. they handle the root domain uh issue
0: yeah the root domain issue is that with most of the uh platform as a services uh you cannot uh uh, point your root domain your 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 naked domain you need to use the the www version and then figure out how to do the uh, redirect from the root domain to from the root domain to the www version which which is always creating some problems they also handle the uh ssl uh yeah let's encrypt i think um, i think so yeah they they have some way to handle it um what else? What else? There, there, there are uh, review apps, which uh, is yep. their their concept for if you are making, because they have pretty solid integration with GitHub and I guess all the others uh, source control systems. That mm. when you are making a pull request, they they give you the ability to deploy your your pull request in order to see how it works, test it a little before before merging it. Which in some projects works great. In some projects, it it, yeah, it so doesn't really work. So great, yeah. yeah, so so it really depends on what you're doing, but. It is there. It is out of the box working and you don't need to. If if it doesn't work for your project, you just don't use it. Yeah. And there
1: are like other various little things like analytics, monitoring mm-hmm. and stuff like this, which Ooh. is good to have. Yeah, yeah. The analytics
0: are good to have because they don't use any kind of cookies or, or stuff to track the people. They are using uh, only analytics from the uh, backend, like the, the, the IPs of the users and uh, how often uh, different, different Lambda functions get hit. So, this is all in there. I think you need to pay more in order to access the
1: analytics. It's like you need to pay additional on top of your whatever you're paying
0: mm-hmm. monthly. Mm-hmm. But 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 it but it is there out of the box. If you want, you can just use yeah. it and see how how it's working. Yeah, and overall, it's a good
1: platform paired with Next.js, and it can enable you to be very very productive in shipping truly global and distributed apps for your clients. Of course, there, there are some caveat, caveats. We'll, we'll learn how to pronounce this word, which sounds like cave, but something with, with cave and eat.
0: Yeah, if, if someone is listening to us, we sound like yeah. we, we, we've been paid by, by the Resale guys to promote their platform. <laughs> so can you, can you spot some not so positive sides, some things that are caveats, some things that, are, that may be improved or, or are not there yet? Yeah,
1: so we're not paid uh, by Vercel to actually do this. We we really like it because because we use with uh, for various clients and projects, and it gets the job done. Yeah, it yeah. gives us productivity, which is which is huge. Yeah. So one of the things that I really don't like uh, for Vercel is their billing. Why
0: is that? Because they bill per per developer per seat, which is really strange. Which is extremely strange because you may have. project that is using almost zero resources like an an absolutely static web page with like three hits a day and if you're having like 10 members in your team you pay a lot for just a static website being hosted yeah
1: so if you want to use the -the out-of-the-box git deploy github deployments uh with Vercel, then you need to pay for every everyone that commits basically because if you are a committer and your commit triggers a build if this particular user is not in Vercel, the build is not going to happen. Yes. And we've had like a where we need to add 10 people to Vercel, which is, it gets
0: expensive to build per seat and it's really strange. For a project that's not even on production yet. So yes. we're not actually using any meaningful resources. On the other hand, you can have a project that is uh, used by m- millions of people and doing some huge traffic with only one developer, if you're like a, yeah. s- a solo ninja or something. And and, th- and then you're paying only for one seat, which doesn't really make sense to me and probably they're going to change it in the future hopefully hopefully Hopefully, yeah hopefully and we are that's why we're deploying with the cli yes and in addition to that uh they don't really provide a lot of information about their enterprise plan yes enterprise plan uh because there are some limitations to the normal team plan where you pay per seat and at some point if your project goes so big that it needs like an enterprise features like more traffic more more uh lambda hours or or something then there is no any information on their website how are they going to handle that exactly so in terms of price in terms of money
1: you have to write to them and it's and hope no and hope to get an answer actually yeah yeah so uh, more clarity on the enterprise 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 plan mm-hmm. and perhaps additional plans would yeah. be great it would it would be great and for me perhaps the biggest downside it's also the biggest uh, strength which is you are locking yourself in with a single vendor yeah which is Vercel mm-hmm. and if you for some reason cannot use Vercel then what are your options
0: well I guess you can simulate the same behavior using AWS, but you yep. definitely need to uh, uh, invest a lot of time in order to build the infrastructure uh, that is doing the same thing as, as Vercel is doing. Uh, are, are there other platforms or services that support hosting Vercel? Firebase uh, support hosting uh, Next.js. Sorry, Firebase. Firebase. All right, all right.
1: I think from it, it's uh, relatively new. Okay. Their support and they're like doing the support like Vercel with infrastructure impl- implementation on Next.js features. Okay. And well, no, Next.js is open source and React is open source, so React will set some architecture guidelines mm-hmm. and interfaces which are going to be implemented by Next.js. Yeah. Which is also going to set some architectural architectural guidelines and interfaces, which is. I believe uh, going to be implemented with other providers so you're going to have a, you, you can pick mm-hmm, basically and not be locked only with Vercel and some competition will, I think it will be good.
0: Yeah, yeah. For sure, for sure. As the, If if we have many options then I guess all the options are just going to become better at some point. Exactly, yeah. All right, so in summary we, we like uh, There There are some downsides but we live with them and we're we're pretty happy of using it. Yep. Anything else to add? Uh, it opens,
1: but this is for a different episode. Ver- Vercel opens a, 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 like a new paradigm with uh, pairing your uh, application with headless mm-hmm. integrations. Next episode about headless? <laughs> Perhaps we can talk about headless next
0: episode. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It's to- interesting. It's, it's new. Mm-hmm. To me, the whole key point of Next and Vercel is productivity. Because yeah. you, you just give the GitHub URL and it gets deployed and it gets deployed in a proper way. Because most of the platform as a services, they have their downsides. You, you get all these uh, um, easy things, but they they come in a price, at a price, yeah. and uh, they give you some limitations. But Vercel, of course, there are limitations, but the limitations are pretty good. Yeah, so far, so far the experience is good. So, uh,
1: yeah, that's a good summary, I think with Next.js, previous episode Versail, this episode, and perhaps we're going to
0: talk about headless and serverless more on the next episode. All right, I'm going to get my, my, my server with a full-blown monitor here, so... <laughs> As I promised. <laughs> so, okay, there's going to be a serverless episode with a full-blown <laughs> server on the table. Yeah. This
1: is what I like. All <laughs> right, well, thank you very much. Thank you for listening. Uh, if you have comments, questions, Anything that, you, that comes to your mind regarding HackCast and regarding uh, Hacksoft, just write a comment anywhere. We'll see it and we'll most probably respond to you. Uh, don't forget to hit the like, the subscribe, the bell. The bell if, icon. Not, not necessarily. <laughs> if, if you want to, to receive notifications, otherwise we'll uh, find a way to uh, show you that we have a new episode uh, as usual. Yeah, and that's it. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. <laughs>